Let's turn back to the book of 2 Chronicles tonight, 2 Chronicles uh, chapter number 21, 2 Chronicles chapter 21, thank you guys for the uh, music, Second uh, Chronicles 21, and I'll begin reading uh, verse number 12 tonight, and uh, I mentioned to you at the beginning of the service that uh, I don't, in, I, I, I intend on being brief, um, and uh, that is my intention, just so you know. Uh, but uh, I just want to, sh- I have something on my heart tonight, uh, the message, the thought, the truth that I'm going to preach um, has been uh, stirring inside of me uh, for a little little bit of time now, and so uh, this evening I want to share my heart, and I want us to let the Lord speak to us. Uh, this is one of those messages that is a preventive message. Uh, it's focusing on a passage of scripture where I believe God is sending a warning God has given us an example for us to be warned. I, I, I would much rather preach a message uh, reminding us of all the blessings of God. And God has blessed us. And all oh, keep focused on Him and He'll bless you. And that is certainly true. But God puts examples in the Bible for us to pay attention to as well. Because He knows uh, they usually get our attention. And so I want to uh, use that tonight. And I want to share my heart And I trust that we'll all heed the word of God this evening and allow the Holy Spirit of God to work in our heart. Verse 12 in 2 Chronicles 21. There came a writing to him from Elijah the prophet, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of David thy father, because thou hast not walked in the ways of Jehoshaphat uh, thy father, uh, nor in the ways of Asa king of Judah, uh, who is being spoken of as Jehoram uh, the king. Verse 13, but has walked in the ways of the king of Israel and has made Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to go a whoring like to the whoredoms of the house of Ahab and also has slain thy brethren of thy father's house, which were better than thine self. Behold, with a great plague will the Lord smite thy people and thy children and thy wives and all thy goods. And thou shalt have great sickness by disease of thy bowels until thy bowels fall out by reason of the sickness day by day. Moreover, the Lord stirred up against Jehoram the spirit of the Philistines and of the Arabians that were near the Ethiopians, and they came up into Judah and break into it and carried away all the substance that was found in the king's house and his sons also and his wives, so that there were never a son left him save Jehoahaz, the youngest of his sons. And after all this, the Lord smote him in his bowels with an incurable disease. It came to pass in the process of time, after the end of two years, his bowels fell out by reason of his sickness, so he died of sore diseases. His people made no burning for him like the burning of his fathers. Thirty and two years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned in Jerusalem eight years and departed without being desired. Howbeit they buried him in the city of David, but not in the sepulchres of the kings. I want to use the story, the sad story of King Jehoram as a warning to us tonight, as a reminder to us of uh, how we better stay close to the Lord. We better serve the Lord with our whole heart. Uh, And I want us to look, our text this evening comes from verse 19, and it came to pass in the process of time. I want you to pay attention to that that phrase, in the process of time. Let's think on that this evening. Father, we pray that with the time we have remaining, uh, may the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher, our instructor. Uh, May he guide me. May I be yielded to him 
Father, I pray that we'll allow the Scripture to do what the Scripture is intended to do. Uh, it's, intended, it's intended to uh, correct us. It's intended to uh, convict us. Uh, Father, in that correction, in that conviction, uh, we find safety, we find encouragement. May we be strengthened, may we be edified by the message this evening. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We look into the life of Jehoram, and I want us to think of that phrase in verse 19, and it's the title of my message tonight, that in the process of time. Uh, my mind goes to uh, the, our text as well, when uh, in the verse 15, that uh, God reminds him, and God, he's being told by God that uh, this is going to take place day by day. Often in the life of a Christian, uh, we're reminded of the consequences of leaving the things of God. There are consequences for disobeying God. There are consequences for getting away from God. There are blessings for staying close to God. Uh, you, you young people, you chil- the children that are in the service and the, and the teenagers and the young adults, uh, you've not known anything other than what you've known. Enjoy the blessings of God. You don't have, it, God has been so good to you. God has been so good by allowing you to have the things that you've had, grow up in the way that you've grown up. No life is perfect. No home is perfect. We got to be thankful. You don't have to discover all of the bad out there just so you know you had it good. God's been good. But we must be reminded that there are, you have the choice. Every Christian decides. If they are going to obey the scripture. I make the decision for one individual. You're looking at it. I preach the truth as God gives me instruction. As I spend time with him. That's my responsibility. But as I reminded us this morning. It is on you whether or not you're going to obey the word of God. The Holy Spirit of God that indwelled you at the moment of your salvation. It is enough to teach you and to instruct you and to lead you and guide you through the word of God. That It is up to you if you follow or not. But I believe there's an important example here in scripture. King Jehoram, the Bible tells us that he took Israel away from God. He took Israel to other gods. He had a strong rebuke in verse number 12 from Elijah the prophet. And if Elijah's rebuking, you have a strong rebuke. But yet, he didn't heed that rebuke. It was done. And and, and Elijah the prophet lays out uh, the, the, the argument against him. How he had taken the inhabitants of Jerusalem away from God. You read in the scripture how a great plague is going to be given him and As God often did, he also stirred up the enemies against his people. Then we come to our text tonight in verse 18. We read, after all this, the Lord smote him in his bowels with an incurable disease. He didn't die right then. It wasn't over right then. I would dare say that you probably could not tell a difference in his life, in his health, when God smote him with that disease. Because then we read in the next verse, and it came to pass that in the process 
of tithe. I'm reminded of James 1.15. We're reminded that sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Sin, there is a season of pleasure. There is a, a season uh, of, of, it seems, of no consequence. When, but when sin is finished, uh, there is death. When sin is done, uh, there are consequences to our choices. And we find in, in an example in Jehoram that when God sent the chastisement, it was just a matter of time. My observation in my years in the ministry there are many who grew up in a church like this that get to an age of adulthood. Or they spend some time in the church and they get away from the things of God. I've noticed three different areas that I'll mention tonight by way of introduction that, I, that I've seen Christians just like you and me get away from God. Uh, the first one I'll mention is separation. That we are warned from Scripture to come out from among them and be ye separate. We are warned from Scripture that there's but one God that, that we are to serve. We are, we are taught from Scripture that it is God who sets the rules. It is God who sets the standards. And there is to be a difference between God's people and the world. How many times have we seen it play out? A young man, a young lady get to adulthood. They branch out on their own. And they begin to drop their separation with who they spend time with, with who they date, with the places they go, the way they act, the way they talk, the way they dress. And then in that moment when they do, they step over that boundary that Scripture has set, but, but mom and dad have reinforced. When they step over the boundary that God has set, and it's what the pastor has encouraged them to follow, they discover something. They didn't die. The world didn't come to an end. I was warned my whole life, you better not cross these lines. And I did it, and nothing happened. I did it, and there's been no change. And then you hear the rallying cry, if you will, with all those who have that in common. And see, they just want to control you. They, they, they just want, don't want you to have any fun. See, you won't die if you go against the pastor. You won't die if you go against what mom and dad has taught you. Matter of fact, uh, it's a whole lot more fun this way. Matter of fact, I got a promotion at work. And matter of fact, things seem to be going well for me. But let me bring your attention tonight to Jehoram. In the process of time. I think of the area of a young man who grows up in an environment such as this church where we emphasize serve the Lord, serve the Lord, serve the Lord, serve the Lord. They run from the call that God has placed on their life. And they've heard growing up, they've heard in revival meetings, testimonies, they've heard in missions conferences, they've 
They've heard from behind the pulpit. They've seen the examples of others in their life. Don't run from the call of God. Don't run from the call of God. Don't leave the call of God. You better fulfill what it is God has placed you on this earth to fulfill. And for whatever reason, circumstances come about, whether it's just rebellious heart or whether adversity comes and they go the opposite direction of the call. In their mind, Jonah is just a story. In their mind, Jonah is just a children's tale. And they discover something. A year goes by, nothing's happened. Two years go by. What consequences are there? And then the devil deceives them, and they are willing to let themselves be deceived and deceive themselves. See, it's not going to turn out the way I was told it was going to turn out. It's already different than what I was told. Because I stepped away from what God wanted me to do, and nothing is, I haven't died. God hasn't killed me. I bring your attention to King Jehoram tonight. In the process of time, God sent the consequence and moved on. In the process of time, that disease took hold. In the process of time, the haughtiness left the king. In the process of time, it had been, the, the, the verdict had been written. I find a Another observation, you find those who are part of a church like this, they walk away from their upbringing, their heritage. I don't want to be that anymore. I don't want to be one of those rigid Baptists. I can go over here and I can have my social drinking. I can have my fellowship with the world. I can... I can, I can, I can take my. I, I'll still be King James. I can, I can take my. I can take. I can have my. I can still. And I just, I just don't want to be part of that crowd anymore. All across this, this country, there's a lot of them like that. I don't want to stand where Daddy stood. I don't, I don't want to stand where my my grandparents stood. I don't, I, I don't want to pay that price. I don't want to be known as that. I want to step away from that. And you know what they find that happens? There's open arms for them. You want to be an instant celebrity, be an independent Baptist preacher, and turn your back on the heritage that you have, turn your back on what has been invested in you, and you'll find celebrity status. And instead of a humbling, they find an acceleration to notoriety. No doubt in their mind, and I've had conversations with some of them, nothing's happened. As a matter of fact, we've grown. As a matter of fact, I've got more speaking engagements. Hey, it's comfortable 
You'll run into them. Now, I'm not necessarily just talking about all those that are preachers. They'll run into them and say, how things, oh, are, are you just, if, if you could just take what they put on Facebook. It's so much better being away from that kind of a church. But the process of time, days go by. The shallowness, the emptiness. Next Sunday morning, I'm probably going to preach on the bad attitude of ingratitude, and that falls right into that mindset. Jehoram had made some decisions. Jehoram didn't have any excuses. There had been past examples of what should be done. God smote him, and it came to pass in the process of time. Friend, it doesn't always come right away. God isn't always going to take us in a fiery car crash. But rest assured, you and I better be very aware that there is a God who sits on his throne. There is a God who takes very seriously his commands. And you and I have a benefit of knowing the word of God. You and I have a benefit of being part of a church where the Bible is preached and the Bible is taught and the Bible is stood on. We have been exposed to the truth. Therefore, we're accountable for it. And God takes it very seriously. And if you are dabbling in sin tonight and, and you are one step out the door this evening and you're listening to that crowd that says, nothing's happened. Matter of fact, it's even better out here. Come on over to this side of town. Come on over and, and live like this. And come on over and, hey, you don't have a, a pastor breathing down your neck anymore. And, and mom and dad are out of the picture. And those that have invested in me, I don't have to listen to anymore. It's actually pretty good. See, they've lied to you. But in the process of time, it catches up. In the process of time, there are consequences. I'm going to make four statements. I'm not going to dwell on them very long, but I'm going to make four statements and get to the conclusion. Statement number one is this. There will be consequences for rebellion against God. We can justify our rebellion. We can label it any way we want. But it's rebellion. Uh, young people who sit over here and young adults scattered around the building in the choir tonight. Rebellion has consequences. I've had lengthy conversations with young adults that say, this is what I'm going to do. I, my response is, I wish you wouldn't do it. I'll pray for you. I'll still love you. I'll still be your friend. And I'll say something like, that's your choice. You get to choose, but you don't get to choose the consequences. You can't change the Bible. I can't make anybody live it. But you can't choose the consequences. There will be consequences of rebelling against God. Let me make the second statement. It is this. It is a process. The end of verse number 15 we've already mentioned. 
until thy bowels fall out by reason of the sickness day by day. Each day that passed from the moment that God smote him in verse 18 until his death, each day that passed, that process moved forward. The process moved forward. The process moved forward. It is a process. Just like Christian, be warned. You can miss one church service and your world may not fall apart. You you can go back on one vow to God and not lose your job. You, you You can take one step away from that which is right and your world not be turned upside down. But it is a process. Sin has a process. But when God says there's consequences for the rebellion, there's consequences for leaving that which I've given you, there's consequences from falling away from the word of God, he doesn't always bring it about all at once. And quite frankly, it's because he's a merciful God. He's a gracious God. He's given us room to get back to him. He doesn't always do it at one time to make a point. But let rest assured, it is a process. And oh, how sad to think that there are Christians scattered around Jacksonville, Florida. There are Christians scattered around the United States of America who once sat in a Bible-preaching church. They grew up in a Christian home. Maybe not like your home or my home, but they grew up with a mom and dad that knew there was a God and loved God and did their best to point them to God. And they walked away from that which they have been given Friend, they might shake their fist at God and they might throw rocks at the church that gave them the start that they had. But rest assured, the process is in motion. Time is ticking and the process will come to fruition. But it is a process. The third statement is this. You become undesirable. It came to pass in the process of time, verse 19, after the end of two years, his bowels fell out by reason of the sickness, so he died of sore diseases. His people made no burning for him, like the burning of his fathers. Thirty and two years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned in Jerusalem eight years. And notice this next statement, and departed without being desired. Just glad he was gone. Nobody mourned. Nobody shed a tear. Because he had become undesirable. I made this statement recently and it's good for me to say again. All you young people sitting over here, the children, young adults. Do you know why the world is intrigued with you? Because you're not like them. You're desirable right now. What is it that makes you desirable? Is the very thing that you'll be tempted to give up. Once the world takes your decency, once the world takes your purity, once the world takes your honesty, once the world takes everything from you and you have distanced yourself, you're no longer desirable. Because you're just like them. 
wonder how many Christians, when God takes them home, nobody sheds a tear for them. Nobody mourns them. Because they lost their desire. Their, they lost what made them desirable. What do you think about that tonight? We're glad he's gone. The process had taken place. There were, he was no longer desirable. The popularity the world offers, that's not going to be there at the end for the child of God. Because the child of God is living for the other side. The child of God is not living to, to, to be popular, uh, to lay up treasure down here. We're living to please our God. We're living to please Him. We're living to be faithful so that we have something to cast at our Savior's feet one day. And yet that's what, how many, like I preached this morning, making a difference in the life of somebody else, holding to their truth. Friend, if, if I die with no friends, if I die with no one, but I've been true to this book and I die a faithful man, there is one who will be awaiting for me in glory. How desirable for the child of God. My days on this earth are done. I don't want anybody to walk by my casket and say, what a waste. What a missed opportunity. Sometimes I want to ask this generation that gets their liberty. Do you really think when life catches up with you, they're going to be there for you? going to pray you out of the hospital, help your family when you're gone. We know the answer to that, but what we have a tendency to do is we have a tendency to give our ear, and we step, we tiptoe over a boundary. That's why, set you a boundary, stay away from it. Stay away from it. Well, well, I, I, and some of you, I, I am certain because this, this truth has been, been churning inside of me for a long time. And I've just been waiting for God to say, preach the message. And today God said, preach this message, which leads me to believe we all need the warning. We all need the reminder. But let me be a little bit more specific uh, this evening. There's somebody in the building tonight. You've stepped over the lines that you once lived by and you haven't died. And God's judgment has not rained down. And God sent your pastor tonight to give the warning that the clock is ticking, the process of time is in motion, and unless you make a move back towards God, it will catch you. Christian never fits out in the world unless you become so vile. There is nothing remotely Christian about you. Fourth statement is this, and I'll be done. Not only did he become undesirable, he became unhonorable. He reigned in Jerusalem eight years and departed without being desired, howbeit they buried him in the city of David, but not in the sepulchres of the kings. I preached this morning on Jehoiada, the priest. He was buried in the sepulcher of the kings because that was the greatest honor they could pay him. But now we find a king and say, we'll bury him in the city. We're not even going to bury him with the other kings. 
because he lived a life that was not worthy of honor. Well, think about that. He became unhonorable. The process of time is a real thing. See, there are some God stops in their tracks to make an example. But the majority and most, it's a process of time. And tonight, I want this message to serve as a warning for us to hold to the truth of the Word of God, to, to value our, our, our relationship, our fellowship with God, to seek His face on a daily basis and be reminded we are all vulnerable. We could all fall away from God. It is just one decision on one day that can lead us in a direction that we never come back from. We should, we, should be, we should be on guard tonight. And this is one of those reminders from the Word of God that we need to get the needs to get our attention and say, hey, I might need to pull back in some areas. I might need to, to draw some lines a little broader so that I stay away from, from destruction. But I need to hear heed the warning of the Word of God. But perhaps tonight there's somebody, or more than one somebody, you sit in the building, your mind and your heart is out there. And you've been flirting. God hadn't killed you. Matter of fact, you, you already fit in better with a lost world Monday through Friday. And you feel like a stranger in your own church. God hadn't killed you. He hadn't put you on the street. Maybe what my mom and dad have been telling me all these years just isn't true. Maybe all those warnings that you hear thunder from the pulpit, maybe there isn't anything to it. But let me warn you tonight. It's a process of time. I'll make two final statements. One is this. Stay away from verse 18. Stay away from it. Live in a way that God never has to judge in that manner. But if you find, the second statement is this. If you find yourself in verse 18, following your face before him before you get to verse 19. So what, why hasn't he? Why hasn't he? Well, pastor, I know you've been saying it, and I guess it's true, but well, well, there, there are many that are living, and, and God has it, and it seems like in, in the scripture, especially Psalms and Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, speak a lot to it, how it seems like a thing, there's blessings going on, and, and we're just holding the fort, and, and we're trying to do the best we can. It seems like God's, it, seem, it seems as if God's word is not true, and things aren't taking place that in our mind ought to take place. Here's a reminder as we pull back the veil of scripture a little bit. The disease had already been given. It was just a matter of time. Why does, the warning is, is, is real tonight in the process of time. 
But I would admonish us tonight if you know somebody or you are somebody who that clock is ticking. It's ticking. It's just a matter of time. Day by day. God gives time. Listen to me. It's a matter of time. But God gives time because he's a good God. God gives time. Friend, listen to me. Sin has consequences. Sin does things to you. Sin takes away from you. A lot of times we say God is judging. It is, it's just sin. The consequences of sin. But God is only going to let the prodigal run for so long and the process is going to take place and the process is catching up and eventually this is what you need to be reminded of when God finally catches up. He didn't just wake up one day and say, I think I'm going to punish this child of mine today. Oh no, he put the process in place much earlier and the time has just been moving. So there's the process. If you're outside of the boundaries you know you ought to be, at, be inside of, God's given you time. My admonishment to you this evening is to get back to God. I think of King Hezekiah who found out one day that he had a disease and he fell on his face before God. God granted mercy. You don't find that from this king. You find eventually it get catching up. Tonight's one of those messages that I think we all need to take heed of. We all need to listen to. Because we get a little full of ourselves when we see this line. But the Bible lays out. Pastor warned me of. For all those years, my parents, they had these rules. I just didn't understand. I'm 18 now. And I'm 25 now. And some cases, even beyond that, and one day we say, what? I'm going to step outside of that. And you step outside of it, and you don't die. The world doesn't instantly crumble. If we set our heart against God, the process of time eventually will catch up. If you need to get back to God tonight, get back to God. The same God that sets the chastisement is the same God represented in the story of the prodigal son. Where every day he's looking, every day he's looking. When the prodigal returned home, he was received home. That's a sad story. It's a whole nother message. But the prodigal could have died in the pig pen, but he didn't. His pride could have kept him in the pig pen, but he didn't stay. The process of time, we have time to get back to God. So let this serve as a warning tonight. Those who, of us who have not left the security of living inside this book. 
I'm often asked, well, what, what rules do you have down there at the Emmanuel Baptist Church? Uh, we don't have any rules. God has rules. We do our best to live inside those. We don't have any rules. What do you have to? God, you can leave them anytime you choose to. I'm often, I'm often conflicted with this because churches today that stand on the word of God, uh, you know, is, is this mindset that we keep people hostage. You can leave the things of God anytime you want to. Uh, matter of fact, I've, uh, I'm not going to say that. You can leave it anytime you want to, but there are consequences. And that's why I'm here tonight to warn us. And that's why, I, I, I don't even have notes tonight, so you know I'm not intending to say this. That's why I have my prodigal list that I pray for. Because I know the process of time. That's why when I run into them from time to time, I always encourage, the best I can is I'm your friend. If I can ever help you, just let me know. Because eventually that hourglass is going to run out. And that's why, let me just remind you all tonight, if you're going to leave the things of God, if you're going to leave the security that you have by living inside the bounds of Scripture, and I promise you teenagers sit over here, I promise the young adults, and I, I make this promise to everybody, I will fight you to save you. I'll be your enemy. I don't want to be. But I'll let you blame me when you leave the church doors. I'll let you talk on the internet and with how it's, it's all his fault. It's, it's all that, 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 that church's fault. I'll let you do it because I've seen the other side. And I know that God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. It's not that I don't believe you or believe somebody else. I believe God. And I believe what he says is true. And it may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. But there will be a day when the process is complete. And sin, when it is finished, bringing forth death. It could be physical death. It could be death of a marriage. Death of a relationship loss of a lot of things when it's done the process is complete God's justice will be administered while we have time let's get back to God before the process is through get back to God don't be lulled to sleep Christian we are pray for those who are away from God but let's Let's stay where we need to stay. Father, I thank you.